across the timeline, places to Christian Brown, oh, the lob, oh, a slam, a 40-foot alley-oop, CB on the lob, a Pachi off the throwdown. All right, that's enough of that. I'm clicking off of that. All right. Countdown to 2022 March Madness, number four. As uh, one of the better transitions we have had in an episode after that by me. So congrats. Um, But here's the thing. College hoops, crazy week, crazy weekend. Getting closer to March. This is our last one before the month of March. And when March comes, I think everything kind of changes for everybody, uh, especially around these these parts of the college hoops world. So, you know, lots to talk about here, but let's start with last week. And the first thing I wrote down here, cause I kind of do this throughout the week, things that I write down, uh, Iowa is a team that's catching the eye of a lot of people. And I think the yeah. the big thing with Iowa is always defense. And I think that's still a problem this year, but I mean, they're a little bit of a more dynamic uh, offense outside of Keegan Murray. Cause they have other guys that can do things. It's just, they haven't really shown it on any sort of big stage this season other than, the game at Ohio state. And uh, I think there is certainly concerns defensively, but I think the big question in the big 10 right now is whose defense is more, is something to worry about more between Iowa and Purdue. I'm not really sure there's any team in the big 10 playing good defense right now. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty (laughs) Um, glaring with these two though. Yeah. uh, I, I think that, Purdue can probably play better defense. I think they have the athletes to do it. They have the big men to do it. Um, it's just having the desire to do it. So um, I think Iowa has a bigger problem with it. Um, the only thing is Iowa can put up a ton of points. So, and I, I feel like for somehow they score more than Purdue. Somehow, Yeah. I mean, the big thing I think for Purdue is, is definitely like wanting to do it. I think you're right about that. But also it's like this team, Purdue has too many guys to be this bad defensively. Like Ivy is a guy right. who should lock people down. Right. Like that's the guy. And then the fact that they don't have a point guard and then anybody they throw at the point guard position, whether it's Hunter or Thompson, those guys need to be able to defend because they don't really do anything else. Right. So are you just going to have Ivy run point? I guess that's maybe something that they do. Uh, Stefanovich isn't going to run point. That's not going to happen. And he's not much of a defender either. And they shouldn't have any problem defending the interior with Edie. And they still have some issues with that. And uh, I mean, Michigan state went right after Purdue in yesterday's game, right after him. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Iowa's getting better though. And now the narrative about Purdue is they aren't getting to the second week. And that's what everybody thinks. They didn't get there last year. They lost in the first round in North Texas. Yeah. Uh, I think this is all about matchups, though. If if Purdue ends up facing one of those teams, one of those mid-major schools, because Purdue is bound to be a two, three at the worst. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they end up playing a mid-major school who gets a 13 or a 14 that can't really score but can defend, I think that's a good matchup for them because they don't want to get one of those high-flying offensive teams that's a mid-major school. Yeah, that they wouldn't be able to handle. Yeah. That's what happened with North Texas last year. Yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a big part of the tournament is is the matchups and and how it works. So And they uh, didn't get a good I, one. I think year. that I think Purdue will be fine 
in the tournament. Um, you know, I don't, I, that Michigan state loss, I don't think it's that big of a deal. And uh, I think they'll figure it out. So. Yeah. I'm not too worried about him, even though I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised to see everyone just completely heel turn on Purdue uh, after that, which here's the thing. You knew that this was their problem all season and now we're starting right. to pay attention to it. Right. Because they haven't been able to over and Purdue has gotten, I mean, Purdue and Auburn are two teams that have gotten away with some, some wins they probably shouldn't have had. Like Purdue against Maryland was one of those games. Yeah. Uh, Auburn against Missouri and Georgia was another another thing. Uh, so I'd Wisconsin's say, gotten away with some too. Well, yeah, but nobody cares about Wisconsin. So. <laughs> they better start caring. They're leading the Big Ten. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Arkansas and Kentucky, probably the best game of the day yesterday. Back and forth, high level. Uh, Must bus is back, way back, all the way back. Uh, they are scorching hot. J.D. Note, 30 points against Kentucky. had 28 earlier in the season when they beat Auburn. Uh, Arkansas, pretty good. I think for Kentucky in this game, um, you wasted a 30-18 and 18 performance from Shibway. And yeah. uh, just another national player of the year performance for them when they didn't win. And, mm-hmm. of course, Wisconsin wins. And Johnny Davis has 19 points on 19 shots, and it's all man. <laughs> You're kidding me with this guy? He's so it's good. Amazing. Six yeah. of, six of nineteen national player of the year. Yeah. I mean, the amount of inefficient games that he's had, and we still talk about him as the favorite, is unbelievable to me. But I guess that just proves how much they care about winning, which is important, obviously. But it's like he's not really the reason that they're winning these games, right? Well, it's not like Kentucky's not winning either. So yeah. that's the problem. Kentucky is going to be a higher seed than. Than Wisconsin, Kentucky is twenty three and six, which mm-hmm. is, uh, I guess, technically not a better record than Purdue or than Wisconsin is twenty three and five. But also, you look at the numbers. Kentucky is three and twenty uh, offense and defense, and Purdue or Wisconsin. <laughs> why do I keep mixing them up? Wisconsin <laughs> in the forties somewhere. So whatever. Yeah. I mean, we could just keep talking about how great Johnny Davis is. But uh, the next thing is how concerned. Are we about Auburn? Lost to Tennessee, three and three in their last six. They played down to their competition at a very high level. Yeah, um, it's a problem. Yeah, when they're not shooting well, they're they're not they're e- I would say easier to beat because I mean that's Bruce Pearl's mo is is shoot when you have a shot. Um, you know, they they need to find more guys that are more consistent, I guess, because they have one of the best freshmen in the country and they, they need guys that can work around him and they need, I think they need to utilize Kessler a little bit more. I felt like he was pretty underutilized uh, in that game. Here's the problem. Their point guard play has disappeared. Zepp Jasper is not a guy who's going to go and get some points. Wendell Green was making those shots early in the season. He's no longer making them. He was two for 15 yesterday from the field. Yeah. He's whipping up those threes like he's, he's Steph Curry. He's not him. Steph Curry. Yeah. And he was making them early in the season, so he thinks he can make them now. Well, he's not making them now. And uh, this weekend, they both lost yesterday, but I left this weekend believing more in Kentucky than Auburn. Yeah. And I think the big thing for Kentucky is that they have – an elite big who is the best rebounder in the country who can score. They have two guys that can handle the ball that have struggled to stay healthy, but have made some, have made some tough shots, Ty Ty and severe Wheeler. 
And then they have those spot up shooters or those those athletic guys. Keon Brooks, one of those athletic guys. Kellen Grady can fill it up from outside. Uh, you got to get those glue guy roll guys like Jacob Toppin and Davion Mintz. So I love this week in believing much more in Kentucky than Auburn. I'm, I'm almost to the point where I'm thinking Arkansas might be the second best team in the conference with the way that Auburn's been playing. Because if, yeah. if Bruce Burrow cannot get Zepp Jasper or if, if he can't get Zepp Jasper to play better and also get Wendell Green to calm down, you got a big problem there. Yeah, and I mean, you, you look at the stats from that, the Tennessee game, uh, five of 24 from three. Um, Tennessee didn't shoot well. I mean, they shot 32% and still found a way to win that game. That's so. the thing with Auburn, though. They are a very solid defensive team, especially yeah. on the inside. I mean, it's really hard to get buckets against Kessler right. and Jabari Smith as well. So that's it's just point guard play, missing shots. Um, I just think that that's, that's kind of a, the, the problem for them. And like I said, I believe more in Kentucky right now than Auburn. But things yeah, change and I feel like Jabari Smith is – I don't know if he has to, but, but it seems like he's forcing a lot too, which. Yeah. I think that's a common theme for a lot good. of guys with this Auburn team. Right. But they're 25 and four. They've lost three of six. I mean, it's a bit of a problem. But you look at some of their wins in this stretch. They beat uh, Georgia by two, Missouri by one. So you got some issues there, but we'll see if they can figure it out. I'm sure they will. Uh, moving forward here, Murray State. Probably should have lost to SEMO yesterday. Would have been an ugly loss, but they continue to roll 28-2, and 18-0 going into the uh, the OVC tournament. Just a really, really good team. And the thing with them is they have a lot of guys that they can go to. Like It's very rare where you see a mid-major team with that many go-to guys. Like It's usually one or two guys kind of doing their thing. But I know they don't have John Morant in this team. And let me just say this real quick to get this out of the way. <laughs> Anybody, and I like John Rothstein, okay? I like him, but Jesus, anybody who thinks that Jaden Ivey should be compared to John Morant is an idiot. They're saying that because they look the same. They, they, yeah, they look like twins. <laughs> they're other, nowhere near the other same than player. that, their game is not the same, yeah. Morant was a more consistent, better shooter. Morant is more athletic. Morant smaller and actually defended. Morant has proven that he could do things in the tournament. It's so dumb. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Like, I cannot believe Rostin fell for that and tweeted it. It's just so stupid. <laughs> and Wally Zerbiak's the one who said it. And then Rostin quote tweeted it and said, so much Jaden Ivey and John Morant, or so much John Morant and Jaden Ivey. It's so dumb. It's yeah. the worst comparison that I've seen all season. It is stupid. And also, let me just say this. That Illinois Rivals guy who tweeted he doesn't see how Chet Holmgren is an NBA prospect, also an idiot. Because <laughs> he watches one game and sees that he's struggling a little bit. And I right. get you look at his body and you look at him, you're like, how is he going to make it in the NBA? He's like a perfect prototype for the NBA if he can get a little bit more physical. Oh, like yeah. he's a big that can pass, that can shoot, that can score and defend and block shots. That is what the NBA Pretty center good. is now. You have to be able to shoot. Mm-hmm. And just because he doesn't look like Nikola Jokic doesn't mean he's not going to be a good NBA player. So that guy's an idiot. Get that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Wisconsin wins at Rutgers. I think this is a layup. I think Greg Gard, easily the Big Ten coach of the year. Uh, I don't know if he'll be national coach of the year, but he should be in the conversation along with Ed Cooley and, and Tommy Lloyd probably. Yeah. But uh, Wisconsin, the thing is with them, they find a way to win. And the other thing with them is if other guys outside of Johnny Davis contribute, they're going to be hard to beat. Like if Chucky Hepburn's filling the stat sheet, that's a problem. If Davison's actually making threes, if they're right. actually giving the ball to Tyler Wall and letting him finish, and right. Crowell's making shots, they become a much better team. Uh, I'm still not 100% in on them, 
but they've had a good season, no doubt. The metrics hate them. That's the the big thing for them. They're not good on Ken Palm or any of those Haslam metrics or anything. Right, and what is Vaught made? What twenty two points against Minnesota or something like that? I know it's yeah, Minnesota, it's, but yeah, in a in a in a close game with Minnesota, they you know they had somebody else that could do something. Yeah, and Johnny Davis fouled out in that game. Uh, the, yeah. the thing that I look at with Wisconsin more than anything. Everybody looks at Wisconsin just thinks about Johnny Davis. I don't do that. I don't know why we do that. Like, they have guys that have been even more – like, Tyler Wall is a really good player, and nobody yeah. ever talks. It's all about Johnny Davis this, Johnny Davis that. How many times has he disappeared in a big game this year? I know he had a great game against Purdue. I know he had a great game uh, against Michigan State. But it's just like he disappears a lot in these games. He had mm-hmm. four points against Penn State. Game they should have lost there. They won that by two. Uh, 19 points on 19 shots, fine, whatever. He was okay. Uh, Minnesota, he struggled. I just think that we look a lot at how great he was in some of these games. Like the Purdue game is obviously one of the best performances of the season yeah. by anybody. But and he's gonna he's gonna get a chance to back it up Tuesday. So he's a good player. I mean, yeah. very good rebounder, uh, athletic. I don't really buy into him being able to shoot the ball very the shot's much. Shots not great. Which is, right. which is, I think, one thing that holds him back a little bit. Like, yeah. I'd be way more into the idea of him being National Player of the Year if he could shoot, yeah. and he really can't. And it's different because guys like Kofi and Sheboy can't shoot, but they're not supposed to shoot. Right. Like, Johnny Davis is a 6'5 guard playing in the Big Ten. He should be able to shoot the ball. And that's the thing that could kill Wisconsin, three-point shooting. We've seen some really bad three-point shooting games from them. The Illinois game is a perfect example of that, where they shot uh, three for 24 from deep. So... We'll see if they can figure it out, but I know that you're going to pick them to lose in the first weekend. Depending on the matchup, you might have them. You might have them losing in round one, depending on the matchup. That's right. They're probably going to end up being what kind of seed they get if they beat Purdue and then they win a couple Big Ten tournament games. I can see them being a two seed. Yeah. The problem is their metrics. Like the the committee looks at metrics a lot, and Wisconsin is not like Wisconsin is uh, ranked. Poorly on Ken Palm, and I can't even find him. That's how bad it is. I, I mean, I assume that's just because. I mean, their their record is from a bunch of games where they don't, you know, just beat people. They're all close. Yeah. Um, they I mean, they they haven't really. Who have they even blown out? Anybody? So, well, they blew out a couple. You know, early non conference games. Right. Uh, let's see. They, if you look at their big 10 games, Michigan by 14. Yeah. Iowa by nine. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) they're all, you know, I mean, you look at their, their big 10 wins, five, it works five, five, nine, one, 10, six, eight, six, two, eight, five, 14, one, five. So, all yep, Purdue is that the the number goes up in the left hand side, right? Is that what yep. they say? Uh, sure, why not? Sure. Right. <clears throat> they they got Purdue, one of the biggest games of the season on Tuesday. Purdue, Wisconsin. Yeah. At Wisconsin, Wisconsin yeah. finishes here with Nebraska, so they get past Purdue and they will win the Big Ten conference. Yeah. Uh, but I think Purdue's going to win that game. We'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. Uh, so you had number one, two, three, four, five, and six lose yesterday, as and well as same. number nine. Uh, so the big question all on is, the road too, right? They were all on the yes, road. Yes, yeah. So you had Gonzaga at St. Mary's, you had Arizona at Colorado, you had Kansas at Baylor, you had uh, 
Kentucky at Arkansas. Uh, you had somebody else that I forgot somewhere. You know, the whole, the whole thing. Yeah, Purdue at Michigan State. <laughs> um, there was a lot of upsets. Texas Tech at TCU. Yep. Pretty pretty ugly performances. But uh, who do you think the one seeds are going to be as of right now? I don't know. Do you think Duke bumps up to a one seed now? I tweeted last night. I think – I don't know if they'll bump up right now, but I think when it's all said and done, two weeks from today on yeah. Selection Sunday, it's going to be Gonzaga – Arizona, Kentucky, and Duke. So I think Duke wins the ACC tournament. I think Kentucky wins the SEC tournament. I think mm-hmm. Arizona cruises to the Pac-12 tournament. And I think Gonzaga wins like the two games that they have to win to win the West Coast Conference tournament. I think Seems Duke fair. Duke is like, man, this Duke team could legitimately win the title. Like, there's no doubt. They have shooting. They have athleticism. They have def- defensive uh, ball pressure. They have a point guard, which is a bit of a concern still. I mean, Wendell Moore, bit of a concern. Uh, they have a, a big that can protect the rim. Theo John off the bench as well. Really like Duke. I think we'd be set up for a like a Duke, whoever is the Big Ten two seed game in the Elite Eight if that ever happens. But I think Duke gets it done because I think the ACC tournament is going to be a cakewalk for them. Like, they're so much better than everybody in that conference. And the Syracuse game is a perfect example. Like, they just yeah. ran them over. Yeah. And I know the Syracuse team is really bad, like defensively really, really bad. But it was a joke. The fact that they have any losses in conference, they should probably be 18-0 in the conference right now. But they yeah. had a couple, couple you know, hiccups with, uh, with Miami and Florida State. I mean, look at their conference losses. Uh, they've lost their the three conference games they've lost. They've lost by a combined four points. So, I mean, what can you do? And uh, mm-hmm. speaking of this conference, the uh, the something that sums up the Virginia season was what Florida State did yesterday with that buzzer beater, which is just absurd. Just like a <laughs> one legged threw it up, went in. Uh, Virginia's dead. Uh, the ACC is a terrible conference. That hurts. North Carolina is going to get in, though. Congrats to them. I'm sure that'll be fun to watch them get run out of the building in the first They're round. They're still in the bubble, I think, technically. Yeah, but they'll get in. I mean, they just – they're going to get in. Yeah. I mean, North Carolina's season ended last year by losing uh, by 23 to Wisconsin in round one. It's going to happen again. So, a couple of uh, seasons to forget, I would say, for, for – uh, for the folks in, in in Chapel Hill, but I mean they're twenty one and eight. You can't really, <laughs> right? You can't really leave a twenty one and eight North Carolina team out just because their resume is not. Especially if you put in a fifteen and twelve Michigan team. That's fair. Totally fair. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right, let's move forward here a little bit. Look at kind of some bracketology stuff. What's what in the bubble? And I mean. Right now, I would say the bubble is getting better as it always does at this point in the year. But I think there's a couple teams that you look at, you probably would have thought they'd be in the tournament, not looking so hot for them now. I think one of those teams is Loyola, Chicago. Might be in trouble. Lost the uh, the Missouri Valley regular season. Northern Iowa beat them yesterday. Yeah, I don't think that they would even be talked about as a tournament team if it weren't for what they've done in past years. Right. Like their resume is not good. So I don't really see why we're talking about them as a tournament team, but I guess that's what we do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's something that people want to uh, want to do. And uh, 
Want Loyola in there? Is Sister Mary still alive? Sister Jean? (laughs) Yeah. I believe so, yeah. Okay. Got to get her back to one more, I guess. I suppose. Uh, All right. Lunardi updated his his, uh, bracket stuff two days ago, so I guess before the Saturday. Uh, His last four in were Loyola, Chicago, San Francisco, Indiana, and Memphis. So here's the thing. I don't really see how Indiana is a tournament team. I really don't. Right. I know their record's probably good enough, I guess. I mean, they're 9-9 and in the Big Ten. I just, I don't know. Do you think that there's just like a precedent that this many Big Ten teams are going to get in? Probably. It's kind of stupid. Right? Because that would put it. Give the Big Ten what eight teams? Yeah, and you would think that Rutgers in less. I'd give them nine teams. I mean, Rutgers is probably dead at this point. Like they yeah, just don't have a good loss, enough. They just I don't mean, have a yeah. good enough resume, right? They're seventy sixth on Ken Palm. Their net ranking is not that good either. Uh, I just don't see how they get in, even though they've been much better in the conference than, than Indiana has with, with the wins that they have. I mean, the thing is, Indiana has, uh, is 6-10 and 10 against the top two quads. So, I mean, that's not horrible, but it's not great. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm trying to find Rutgers' resume a little bit here, but uh, I can't find it. So many different names losing control here. <laughs> but uh, Rutgers is behind Northwestern in the net. So, ouch! It's those quad three and quad four losses they have. I mean, they're eight and uh, eight and nine against the top two quads. But yeah, I think Rutgers is dead. I think the Big Ten. I still think Michigan will probably get in when it's all said and done. Um, so you got Michigan and Indiana. That's two. Obviously, you have the the core five of Wisconsin, Purdue, Illinois, Ohio State, and Iowa. So that's seven. Uh, and then Michigan State makes it eight, and I think that's about it, unless they have a surprising Penn State who's getting run out of the building in their own building by 30 against Nebraska right now. Um, it's bad. So I think it's going to be eight teams in the Big Ten. Uh, Jerry Palm updated this morning, it looks like. He has the last four in Memphis, Michigan, Wake Forest, Florida. First four out, North Carolina, Oregon, VCU, Loyola, Chicago. I think the only way Michigan – Michigan losing out would guarantee they're not in. Mm-hmm. I think otherwise they have a chance. Like if they have three quad one opportunities right in front of them here, Michigan State on Tuesday, Iowa on Thursday, Ohio State on Sunday. So if they can get two of those three, they're pretty much guaranteed in. And uh, yeah, I mean, they just don't have, they really got two bad losses and that's it. That's why a team like Rutgers is in trouble because they have three or four bad losses. Right. So right. it's a problem for them. Uh, other than that, in the bubble, I mean, SMU is probably dead unless they win the American Conference Tournament. They got beat up pretty good by uh, Houston today. Um, you have Oregon, heartbreaking loss last night to USC. I still think Oregon finds a way, even though I know that Palm has him out right now. Right. Um, but if you look at the matchups in his bracket, like I don't see how BYU's a, a tournament team. I just don't see that. When I look yeah. at the West Coast Conference, I don't see them as a tournament team. And I think that that would be 
a pretty easy matchup for Illinois that he has there. Honestly, yeah. I don't yeah. think that that's that's not a matchup that would scare me at all. Right. But uh, other than that, I mean, you look at some of the other matchups. I think one that would be really really intriguing is Iowa State's defense versus uh, Davidson's offense in a seven ten. That would be a great matchup. Um, with the way that South Dakota State moves the ball, them against UCLA would be uh, probably an upset pick that people would go with. Uh, you look at three and fourteen matchups he has on here. I mean, Vermont could probably hang with Kentucky for a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see the Must Bus have to play Iona, but <laughs> that would be an interesting game. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, the bracket ever changing, and we got one yeah. more week of the regular season, so nothing confirmed yet. Except for Gonzaga's guaranteed one seed. Yeah, true. That's 100% confirmed. Uh, but all right, let's move forward here. We have 13 conference tournaments starting this week. And uh, we start with picks. I think that I'll list them real quick, and I'll tweet the broadcast right now in all caps. Talking <laughs> conference tournaments starting this week. Plus picks. Nailed it. All right, here we go. So it's week one, conference tournament week. March is Tuesday, big time. Everything changes. Here we go. Uh, The Northeast Conference, the Atlantic Sun, the Horizon, the Patriot, the uh, OVC, the Big South, the Missouri Valley, the Sun Belt, West Coast, SoCon, Colonial Athletic at Summit, and America East all starting. I believe there's one starting on each day next week, except for, nope, it's each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Bada bing, bada boom. How you doing? Keep it moving. All right. Picks. Northeast Conference. Great conference. Not really that good, but still. Interesting conference. Who's winning it? Go. Uh, I'm going to go with Wagner. Um, they were undefeated up until uh, losing three of the last five, and uh, they have one of the best players in Alex Morales. Uh, he leads the team in points, rebounds, assists, and steals. So uh, Wagner, significant. That's that's pretty impressive. <clears throat> yeah, I or was. The, uh, the guys just aren't very good. Fair to say, probably <laughs> both. Um, so with this conference last year, you had Mount St. Mary's winning it. Uh, they won it last year. They went in then in the tournament and they uh, did something that I don't remember. I think they might have lost in the play-in game, but I don't remember. Uh, but for for my pick here, I'm also going to go with Wagner, 19 and five, 13 and three overall. Uh, 174th adjusted offense, 129th adjusted defense, a little bit more balanced than a lot of teams in this conference. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I mean, they beat VCU early in the season. That's an interesting win. They started 11-0 in the conference. Uh, I think the one thing for them is offensive rebounding. I think that is something that they do at a very high level, 31st in the country. And that, I think uh, a rematch of Wagner and Bryant, which was uh, yesterday's game, would be a good, uh, good conference final for them. So, I'm also going to go with Wagner. All right. Atlantic Sun, which is the uh, first one that starts on Tuesday. Uh, The Atlantic Sun, I went with Liberty. Um, I think that if Darius McGee doesn't get to play in the NCAA tournament, it's a crime to uh, the the basketball world. So um, I'd like to see him get in. Uh, So I'm going to go with Liberty, hopefully winning it. It's a popular pick, popular pick. I'm gonna. Some of these I went really off the board, but for this one, I'm gonna go with the the team who had the best conference record, which is Jacksonville State, the Gamecocks. Okay. Uh, shout out to them. 
13 and three in the conference, 111th offense uh, in the country, 189th defense. Uh, they beat Liberty in the regular season by 10. Uh, they hung around with Alabama in non-conference play, so that's notable. Uh, they're third in the country in three-point percentage, and they hit 12 threes when they beat Liberty. Uh, four straight wins going into the conference tournament. I know the competition for them going into the conference tournament hasn't been that strong with uh, Lipscomb, Bellarmine, Eastern Kentucky, North Alabama, but don't care. This team is going to get it done. They don't really have a true center like that starts, so that's a bit of a concern, but I'm going to take Jacksonville State. But I think that Darius McGee could probably lead Liberty to the promised land here. Uh, Horizon League. Uh, I went with Fort Wayne. Um, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of teams that are coming in hot. Um, they've won their last nine games, so I'm, I'm hoping that they keep that going and uh, going to win the Horizon. I'm going to tour down to the middle of the conference here. Okay. I'm going to take Detroit Mercy, 10-7 and seven in the conference, 13-14 and 14 overall. So one of those random teams that is barely over 500 and gets in. 130th offense, their defense is atrocious, so we won't even talk about it. But here's the thing. They're very streaky. They'd won 8 of 11 prior to their last game of the season where they lost to Fort Wayne. But here's the thing. I'm going to take the same thing you do with Liberty. Antoine Davis has to play in the tournament. Like, this guy has the all-time school and conference record for points, broke it this season, has 16 games with 20-plus points and many 30-point uh, games. So he's got to get into the tournament. We need Antoine Davis in the tournament. I'd like to see how he plays against you know, a higher seed. I mean, he had uh, 35 against Cleveland State in a loss, 39 against Milwaukee, 39 against Hofstra in non-conference. I mean, he lights it up. From downtown, he's making over four threes almost every single game. Uh, just a tremendous scorer all four seasons there. He's got to get into the tournament. Need it doesn't happen. I'm going to be very disappointed, but it's a long shot, so I'm going to go with it. Whatever. Uh, Patriot League. Uh, Patriot League. Uh, going to go with you know the kind of the same thing. Hot team, number one seed, Colgate. They've won their last twelve, and uh, I think they they get her done. Yeah, they, they were a team that kind of cruised to it last year uh, getting in. I mean, I think that the they're one of those teams that's uh, got a pretty big gap between them and the next best in the conference. I mean, last year in the conference tournament, they won by eight, they won by 30, and they won by 13. And then they, uh, they actually, the Arkansas game in the tournament, they were, I mean, they kept it close there for a little bit. They were only down 36 to uh, 33 at the half. So they kept it close with with Arkansas last year. It's a little bit of a different team this year, though. Their offense, though, really, really good. 53rd in the country. Uh, or that was last year. 87th this year. My bad. But still, that's good for a Patriot League team. They lost to uh, Boston and uh, Lehigh early in conference play. But like you said, they've been hot. Um, I mean, the thing is, Navy could be the team that gets them. Navy, a very good defensive team. 45th in the country defensively is Navy, uh, but Colgate beat them by 19 the first matchup and five the second matchup. So we'll see. But I'm going to go with Colgate. Easy pick there. On to Wednesday, the Ohio Valley. Um, the Ohio Valley, I know that uh, Murray State's the best team, clearly, in the Ohio Valley. Um, but this was the team that I believe I picked as the sleeper for the tournament, and uh, they've played uh, Murray State close a couple times. So I'm going to go with Moorhead State. I know they just lost to SEMO. Not great, but I got them, got them maybe having a chance. Maybe slightly. 
I mean, you want to talk about the opposite of going into the conference tournament hot. That's Moorhead State. Uh, they've lost four of six going into it. So they went from uh, eleven and two in conference or eleven and one in conference play to finishing thirteen and five. Bit of a problem there. Still like them. They won it last year. Uh, they got into the tournament last year. So, but I I just don't see how anybody's beating Murray State. Twenty-eight and two, eighteen and zero overall. Forty-fourth adjusted offense. Twenty-eighth adjusted adjusted defense. Earlier, I said they have a lot of guys. I mean, KJ Williams, Tevin Brown, Juice Hill is a trio that mm-hmm. scores a lot of points. And yesterday was an example of that they were losing to Semo the entire game. Turned it on. They turned it on quickly, and they've won twenty-five of twenty-six. And here's the thing: Belmont, second best team in the OVC by record. They beat them by 22 in the first matchup and by 33 in the second matchup. And that's a 15 and 3 OVC team, Belmont. So I just don't, unless there's some big collusion, <laughs> I don't see how uh, Murray State loses this tournament. So right. we'll see. Uh, big South, which also starts on Wednesday. Uh, big South, I'm going to go with uh, Winthrop. Um, they're an experienced team. They have no true freshmen on their team. Um, and the only two losses they've had in the big South were both single digit losses. So, um, I'm going to have them and they also, they're on an eight game winning streak. You know, I love my winning streak. So, yeah, I'm going to go a little bit off here. Not too far off. Uh, I'm going to go Gardner Webb. uh, defense, defense, defense is, I think, something that they say probably. Yes. Because they have the uh, 55th adjusted defense in the country in the Big South. And that is the only adjusted stat in this conference that's inside the top 100 for any team. Gardner-Webb's defense, 11-5 and in conference play. Uh, It's a bit of a shot in the dark. I think Longwood and Winthrop are the two teams that are going to be the favorites here. But uh, great defense. I think one thing that they need to do – is avoid certain matchups because there have been some matchups that haven't been so kind to them this season in this conference. And as I pull out the conference tournament bracket here, uh, they start out with a bye, and they'll play the winner of Campbell and Presbyterian. They have to avoid uh, South Carolina Upstate. That is a team they lost to twice, and they would only meet in the championship. So they need uh, someone to pick them off early so they don't have to play them. But I feel good about it if they don't play them. So, I mean, it is hard to beat a team three times, but that is a team that's had their number. Uh, Let's go to Thursday. Arch Madness is back, and this is a big Arch Madness because Loyola Chicago needs to win this thing to get in. I don't think there's any way they get in other than their name and other teams around them collapsing. It's how how they get in. Missouri Valley, who are you taking? Uh, I am not taking Loyola, however. I'm going to go with the favorite, the one seed, Northern Iowa, A.J. Green, is a heck of a basketball player, and I feel like I feel like Loyola losing that game to Northern Iowa, it knocked them down to a four seed in the tournament. So I think that's going to hurt them. Yeah, I, I'm kind of surprised you didn't go with uh, with with Drake. I thought that that would be a team to go with. No. There's some there's some really good offenses in this league. There's there's three top fifty offenses and uh, a top hundred offense. So I mean that's. They, they don't mess around offensively in this league, but I'm going to take Loyola Chicago. <clears throat> I believe in them as the voice is about to go, apparently. Uh, 37th adjusted Off offense, I guess so. 40th adjusted defense, uh, but they did lose Northern Iowa. Uh, no shot to get in that large bid, I don't think, like I said. But I think uh, the fact that they've been there, done that with most of these guys, Lucas Williamson is a guy who played on the original, the team that made the big run originally, and then last year getting to the Sweet 16, so – 
I'm going to take them uh, back against the wall here for the first time in a little bit for them in this conference. I know Crutwig's gone. I know Moser's gone, but I'll take them. I believe in them. Ramblers. Not. A, I don't like them as much as I did last year, team-wise, obviously, but I'll believe. Whatever. Screw it. Uh, Sunbelt. Uh, Sunbelt, I went with Texas State. Uh, they won it last year. They got experience. Texas State. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna go Georgia State. I'm a, a I'm a proponent, just like you apparently, of uh, playing well going into the conference tournament. And uh, they started three and five in the conference and finished nine and five. So they've won six in a row. They beat South Alabama, Coastal, Appalachian State, Georgia Southern twice, Louisiana Monroe, Louisiana, beating teams they should beat. Uh, I'm gonna take the Georgia State Panthers, coached by Rob Lanier. Never heard of him until just now, but hottest team in the conference. Consistent production throughout the starting five. They don't have one go-to guy, which may be a concern, but the fact that they're getting production from each of their five is something to think about. And, uh, you know, I'm going to take Georgia State. Uh, and I, I just can't get over how embarrassing this Penn State thing is right now. Like This is unbelievable. Like, Jesus. <laughs> All right, uh, West Coast Conference. Uh, I am going to take Gonzaga. Amazing, I know. Shocking. Dude, Shocking. this is Penn State's senior night, and they're losing by 29 in Nebraska. Oh, it's my God. Good. No wonder Har 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 was freaking out in the huddle. This is his <laughs> senior night, and they're losing by 29. He's walking off the court down 29 to Nebraska. Oh, my God. No. All right, sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm taking Gonzaga. Stunning pick. <laughs> uh, I just don't see anybody beating them. I know St. Mary's beat them last night. I don't care. That was just a weird – Gonzaga couldn't score for some yeah. reason. San Francisco or Santa Clara are two teams that can stun them. I really doubt it, though. Uh, the duo of Holmgren and Timmy just not going to be stopped. And then outside of that, they got Rasir Bolton. They got Andrew Nimhard. They got a solid bench, Julian Strother as well. So Gonzaga, stunning pick. Uh, Friday, one of my favorite conferences in the mid-major scope, the SoCon. Go. SoCon. Uh, I went with Samford. I don't know why. I mean, they're, you know, 10 and 8 in the conference. It's just decent, a pick. Decent team, you know. <laughs> just, just a pick. I don't know. I, 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 you know, picked 18 other ones, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. Let's just go with Sanford. So, there you go. All right, good pick. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Chattanooga, best team in the conference. Quality offense, oh. decent defense, 24 and 7 overall, 14 and 4 in the conference. Uh, most balanced team by far in the conference, I think. Malachi Smith, bona fide scorer, great four. You got Silvio D'Souza there when he plays. Transfer from Kansas, chair thrower. Uh, Darius Banks, David Jean, Baptiste, oh, and yeah. others. Quality David squad. Jean. Quality squad. But Silvio D'Souza, if he doesn't pick up a chair and try to hit somebody, he's a pretty good basketball player. <laughs> so there you go with Chattanooga. Uh, right. Saturday, Colonial Athletic. Colonial Athletic. I went with Towson. Towson? Yeah, you're looking for the tournament to have some weird teams in it. It Towson, yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, they're a six-game winning streak. You know, they've been 32nd offense in the country. They've been playing well lately. Um, You know, took down James Madison twice in a row. Um, I got a I got a tweet about Penn State here, so keep talking. <laughs> uh, just beat Charleston also and UNCW and Il- Elon. They beat Elon Musk, so I don't know how you don't pick 
thousand right now. Yeah, let me just tweet this here. Penn State senior night and they lost by twenty three to Nebraska. I tweeted that in all caps. So now they're going to come into Illinois and be pretty annoyed. So that'll be you know yeah. challenge for the Illini Good for Illinois. Bad for they needed. Just what they needed. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Hofstra, the team that I believe in a great deal. 12-5 and five in the conference, third overall, 74th offense. I'm a big believer in year one of Speedy Claxton at Hofstra. I'm a fan. Third place, uh, playing Charleston. I Did they play Charleston already? I think they might have. Uh, no, they played tomorrow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they, they Aaron Estrada, four 30-plus point games this season. Lefty stroke, great shooter, Oregon transfer. They play a speedy brand of basketball, and I, I like that. Uh, so on to the summit. Uh, the summit, I'm going to go with uh, South Dakota State because they're 18-0 and 0 and nobody can beat them in the conference, apparently. So Yeah, I'd love to see Max Asmus and Oral Roberts get back in, but I don't see that happening with O'Banner leaving. I mean, I know that they had a pretty good season, 12-6 and overall, and uh, Asmus did what he did, which was score a lot of points, including 34 and that overtime loss to South Dakota State a couple weeks ago that ended up having a brawl at the end of it, I believe. (laughs) That might have been the game. It was one of the games that South Dakota – yeah, I don't remember. Uh, But anyway, just an elite offense. Number 14 offense in the country in the Summit League. It's unbelievable how good they've been offensively. And here's some numbers for you. Uh, first in effective field goal percentage, first in three-point percentage, 12th in two-point percentage. And in that overtime win over Oral Roberts, Luke Appel had 41-10, and 10, Douglas Wilson had 29, and Baylor Shireman had 26. So that's three guys right there with 96 points. Three guys in college hoops of all things. So I just don't see the – the uh, South Dakota State Jackrabbits with head coach Eric Henderson based in Brookings, South Dakota, losing in this conference tournament. South Dakota State wins every single game by 30. Bottom bang, Jackrabbits roll onto the tournament. They would have the best mascot in the tournament no matter what. Like, not even close. So, good luck beating them if it ever it's never going to happen. So, uh, them losing. They might win the whole thing. But anyway, uh, Sunday, America East, final tournament to pick of the week. Uh, this is another one where, I mean, I think there's one team that's clearly better than all the other ones. So I went with Vermont to to win the American East. Yeah, I think that they'll win it too. I'm taking Vermont. But I also think that this is a conference that's prone to see some craziness. We saw it last year when you had UMass, Lowell, and Hartford in the tournament. I think that was like seven versus nine or six versus eight or something last mm-hmm. year. So I could see some craziness happening. I mean, Vermont – it was a one-off when they lost to Hartford in overtime a, a few weeks ago. So, uh, I mean, who knows? Uh, large gap, though, between them and UMBC, who's second. I don't really think it's close. I mean, their offense is good. They've won 18 of 19, elite offense, third and two-point percentage, balanced attack, top 100 in both categories. Vermont, easy pick. On to the next. Team of the week, go. Team of the week. Uh, I'm going to go with Providence for team of the week. Uh, they, they beat Xavier and Creighton. Uh, they have a game with Villanova, but they did lock up the regular season <laughs> Big East title, the first one in team history. Ed Cooley is doing things at Providence. So congratulations to them on the Big East title. Yeah, I know they had a lot of luck go their way, but they're a good team. I mean, Bynum and, and Durham, that duo, very, very good. Uh, but winning the Big East is a big deal for them. 
Uh, I know the Big East is not as deep as it probably could be or should be, and there's been some disappointing teams, but I don't see how Ed Cooley's not coach of the year nationally. Yeah. Like, I, that's hard to – I just don't see how he's not. Even with everything that's gone their way, it's really hard not to see, to, to see him not win that. But I'm going to go Arkansas, the must-bus, road win at Florida. Florida had just beaten Auburn in Gainesville, yeah. so they were coming off of a big home win. Arkansas goes in there and wins. Then Arkansas beats Kentucky yesterday. Uh, JT Note playing some of the best basketball in the country. Must bust all the way back. Sneaky 23-6 and six overall, 12-4 and four in the SEC. We're back on the must bust. We're all over in preseason. A little bit of a slow start. Remember, that this, is a team, this is a team that lost Moses Moody last year. Yeah. But this team is still very good. And if JT Note plays like this, I mean, I don't really know. They're going to be really hard to beat. I'm going to go Arkansas uh, player of the week. Uh, guy I talked about earlier, uh, Darius McGee, uh, over three games, he averaged 36.3 points per game, 8.7 rebounds, four assists, one steal, and uh, played 42 minutes and then 43 minutes in back-to-back overtime games. So uh, the kid's good. Good pick. Uh, didn't really go that way myself. Uh, I know that they lost today. I know he didn't really play well today. But I'm going to go Malachi Branham. I mean, 27 points. Yeah. Five rebounds, three assists against Indiana and a win. Best at player Illinois. in the league, according to Coach Brad Underwood. Yeah, except it's probably Musa Diabate now or <laughs> Devontae Jones or something. So. True. Uh, 31 points, 10 of 14 from the field against Illinois. They won that game. Uh, he only had 13 today, but, I mean, he's, he's, he's breaking the out. line as much today. Which He made all four of them, though. That's one yeah. thing that our guys can't do, make yeah. free throws. That's so, I sure. mean – He's breaking out. His dra- NBA draft stock's going way up. Uh, he's he had he had an up and down January, up and down half of February, but now he's here. And uh, thirty one points at Illinois is a really really impressive game. Uh, three upset picks of the week, and uh, last week three and zero for me. Oregon over UCLA hit. Michigan State over Purdue hit. Maryland over Ohio State hit. Six and three in the last three episodes. On fire this week. I have zero confidence, but whatever. I'm rolling with it. How'd I do? Uh, Michigan State at Iowa. Nope, not even close. Miss. San Diego State at Boise State. Don't remember that. That game. was a win, I think. And then Oregon over UCLA. We both picked that one. Though, all right. Yeah. All right. Um, Anyways, this week is all that really matters, right? Yeah, you got. Um, it. I'm gonna go. Creighton <clears throat> beats UConn. Okay. I'm going to go Michigan beats Iowa. Michigan might be a favorite in that game since they're at home, but I don't know. Um, Iowa's been really hot. Uh, that's that's I, definitely an upset pick. I think Michigan uh, needs a win. Uh, is really going to need a win. They can't go to 15 and 13 or 15 and 15 and make the tournament. And then my last one, my, my way, way out there one, Bradley over Loyola Chicago in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's like no chance of that happening, but I guess, I guess it's arch madness. Right? Upsets of the week, man. I'm not. I didn't want to pick. You know, I mean, they did beat them earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they split the season series, so I guess it's not that out there. I mean, Bradley's a little bit better than expected. I mean, their defense is pretty good, but why not roll with it? We'll see. I mean, you're trying to. Regain some some wins here. I get it. Shake it up a little bit. All right. I'm going to go first one on Thursday. I'm going to take Michigan State over Ohio State. 
Uh, I don't know why. I just I, I just have a feeling that Ohio State's kind of going to slow down a little bit going into the Big Ten tournament. You don't think but they're going to the, bounce back after that Maryland loss? Uh, they play Nebraska on Tuesday, so there's your bounce oh, back. Okay, <laughs> there's your be let down after. Bat. Yeah, the big thing for them is that they finish the season all three games at home. Ohio State does so. Michigan State needs like a big confidence building road win because the last road win that they had was That's at true. Maryland, the yeah. one before that at Wisconsin. So they've got a couple of them. They've proven they can go into a another team's building and win. So I'm and I take think them. I think today showed that if Liddell and Bram, which I I mean that's a big ask, if they're having off days, Ohio State can't beat anybody. <laughs> Yeah, that's definitely a problem. So. I think that one thing for them is that they need to play Cedric Russell more. Yeah, you know, he's he was making good. shots. Yeah, he can really, really light it up. He they did so at Louisiana, too, right? That, I mean, that, that's number two, right? Yeah, he's only six two, but you know, he's he's he, good. He just looks long, I guess. I don't know. Four for five from three today. So yeah, second on the team in scoring behind Branham. So he there you go. Impressive. Uh, Saturday, picking two of the Saturday games. I'm taking UC- USC over UCLA. Don't really trust UCLA that much. Don't know why they played Oregon State on national TV yesterday. That was that was even more live televised murder than than UConn Georgetown earlier. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, Jesus, I don't know why that was a game that happened on on CBS, but whatever. Uh, but USC coming off of a big win. How much of an upset really is this? I guess maybe. I mean. It's a road game for USC. USC yeah. has a better conference record than UCLA by one game. Uh, UCLA way better in the metrics than than USC, but I'm going to take USC. I mean, if Drew Peterson's actually making shots like he had the dagger against Oregon yesterday, they're a problem. Like Isaiah Mobley's a stud. We know that, but they yeah. got to get other guys around him going, and Peterson's a big part of that, making shots. So I'm going to take USC over UCLA. Then I'm going to take the Blue Demons, DePaul. Over the Dan Hurleys. Have you picked uh, the ball twice in the upset picks? Yeah, and they took Providence to overtime, <laughs> and I failed. I'm banking on them today. I think they're going to get the job done. Uh, they're 5-13 and 13 in the conference. They beat St. John's today. Okay, They scored 99 points in regulation against St. John's today. And let me remind you right now, St. John's probably doesn't give up 99 points very often. Uh, yeah. So, DePaul, I'm a big believer – and Javon Freeman Liberty who had 39 effing points today. So DePaul beats UConn. Don't care. UConn can't really UConn kind of struggles to put teams away. Like yeah. Seton Hall played them close. St. John's played them really close. Georgetown got back into it today. DePaul only lost them by seven in the first matchup. I mean, you hold UConn to 57 points like DePaul did, you should win that game. So, so revenge. Together we have UConn losing twice this week. I mean, it sucks to suck for Dan Hurley, right? They got their big they got their big resume win when they beat Villanova. Yeah. And he got thrown out of the game. Big resume builder. All right, games of the week. I didn't do any games that are in conference tournaments because most of those matchups are not settled or there's buys and not really anything to pay attention to in that regard. Uh but not too much this week. I mean, pretty big Saturday. A few each night, I would say, to really pay attention to. Uh, tomorrow, Syracuse at North Carolina, a chance for Syracuse to get a meaningless win that kind of hurts North Carolina a little bit. Uh, you got Baylor at Texas, big game there. San Diego State at Wyoming, Big Mountain West showdown. Uh, Kansas State at Texas Tech, Texas Tech looking to bounce back after losing to TCU. Uh, Tuesday, Providence at Villanova, rematch of, of the uh, electric game at the dunk from a couple weeks ago. 
Uh, so that'll be a good game. That's five thirty on uh, that. The big big Tuesday night in college hoops uh, with that one. That's on FS1. Uh, let's see. You got Toledo at Buffalo, six o'clock on ESPN Plus. It's fifteen and three Toledo in the in the MAC versus thirteen and four Buffalo. Kansas at TCU at seven o'clock. Michigan State at Michigan seven thirty on FS1. Florida at Vanderbilt seven thirty. Florida a bubble team needs a win. Uh, probably the Big Ten game of the year in terms of the stage. Purdue at Wisconsin eight o'clock ESPN on Tuesday. You got uh, Southern Utah at Montana State. Number two versus number one in the Big Sky. Probably a situation where Tevion Jones has 72 points uh, for them. And uh, this is probably on Flow Hoops TV, which nobody has, so who cares uh, with that. Uh, Arizona at USC, so a nightcapper after Purdue-Wisconsin. A good Pac-12 game at 10 o'clock, Arizona at USC. Uh, Wednesday, Xavier at St. John's, 530 FS1. Rutgers at Indiana, 6 o'clock, Big Ten Network. Texas A&M at Alabama, 6 p.m. SEC Network. These are all Central Time, by the way. Uh, Oklahoma State at Iowa State, 6 o'clock, ESPN+. Plus. Iowa State's got to keep winning uh, to really solidify themselves there. They're probably going to get in no matter what, though, because of the non-conference play and the metrics for them. Uh, let's see. Notre Dame at Florida State, 6 o'clock, ESPN2. UConn at Creighton, 730 FS1. I believe you picked Creighton to win that game, yes? Yes. Auburn at Mississippi State, 8 o'clock, SEC Network. Auburn just win. I mean, they got to bounce back <laughs> from what they've been doing. Yeah. It's a spot for them to do that. Uh, Marquette at DePaul. DePaul, the greatest team of all time, 8 o'clock, CBS Sports <laughs> Network. LSU at Arkansas, good SEC game there. Wyoming at UNLV, 9.30. Thursday, Michigan State at Ohio State, 6 o'clock, ESPN. Penn State at Illinois at 6 o'clock. TCU at Kansas. Iowa at Michigan. Utah Valley at Grand Canyon. Two solid whack teams there with Utah Valley and Grand Canyon. Uh, a couple of solid defenses as well. Oregon at Washington and Fresno State at San Diego State. To round out Thursday, Friday is just a pathetic slate. There's like no games. You got Buffalo at Kent State, which is number four versus number three in the MAC. Really reaching there. Really reaching here with Richmond at St. Bonaventure, two like completely underperforming teams. So that, that was just a desperate pick there. Uh, Saturday, final regular season Saturday of the season. Alabama at LSU, Arkansas at Tennessee. That's CBS, ESPN, 11 a.m. to start the day there. 11:30 a.m. Davidson at Dayton. On the USA Network, Miami at Syracuse. Once again, my, Syracuse chance to hurt a bubble team. Miami needs a win. Uh, Indiana at Purdue, one o'clock. Kentucky at Florida, one o'clock. Seton Hall at Creighton, one thirty. Texas Tech at Oklahoma State, two o'clock. Texas at Kansas, three o'clock. Fresno State at Wyoming, three o'clock. Oregon at Washington State, three o'clock. North Carolina at Duke. I mean, if you're ready to see ESPN slobber all over Coach K, you check out that game uh, at five o'clock. A little Ivy League action at 5 o'clock on ESPN Plus. Princeton at Penn, number one versus number three in the Ivy League. And then Iowa State at Baylor, 5 o'clock. Boise State, Colorado State, 7.30. St. John's at Marquette, 8 o'clock. And USC at UCLA, 9 o'clock. Sunday, season finale. Houston at Memphis. Penn State at Rutgers. Michigan at Ohio State. Iowa at Illinois. Bada bang, bada boom. Next week, we will have all the other conferences. There's uh, 19 more conference tournaments next week after 13 this week. Any final words? Uh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Absolutely, it is because Christmas stinks compared to this. I mean, that's <laughs> there's literally absolutely, no absolutely. I, I can't uh, believe that it's <clears throat> season too. It seems like it yep. went by so fast. It's been it's been quite a uh, quite a time, you yep. know. Yeah, and uh, a lot of games to watch this week. A lot of things to pay attention to. 
lots going on. You know, you look at the things that could happen this week with bubble scenarios. It's going to be very interesting to see how some teams finish the season. There could be some mid-major leaders that sleepwalk into the conference tournament. Like, let's say if Princeton loses to Penn, then Princeton's going in with a loss, and that can't that could hurt them. But uh, a lot of scenarios to talk about. We'll have a lot of other conference tournaments to look at next week. And, uh, yeah, should be a good week of college hoops. We'll be back probably Monday next week, and uh, it'll be one week to Selection Sunday. Well, within one week, it'll be six days from Selection Sunday when we do the next one. So we'll see you next week for Countdown to March Madness number five.